Support for Real Humans by Gina Kaufman comes from Grandma's Office Catering. One bank teller instead of the usual five. Slow, fast food lines. Simply not enough staff. Grandma's Office Catering avoided the mass exodus with the respect, appreciation, better wages, and now health insurance. That's how Grandma continues to wow. Grandma'sCatering.com. Hey, Kansas City. You're listening to Real Humans by Gina Kaufman, a weekly podcast from KCUR Studios. On this episode, the story of a small group of Latina women who started dancing together to feel good and got kind of big along the way. The moment that the Kansas City Chiefs reached out to us was an insane moment. On a cold, rainy weeknight in Kansas City, Kansas, nine women in their late teens and early 20s scurry from the parking lot of a no-frills strip mall into a mostly empty storefront. The new practice space for Grupo Folklorico Bizcali. They toss off their coats, put on big ruffled skirts, and switch out their adidas for adelitas, also known as botines. These are um, leather boots, and then the bottom has really thick wood, and there's nails in here. So there's nails in the front, and there's nails on your heel. And that's what makes that kind of like tap sound. The women stomp rhythmically and impressively for nearly two hours to the sound of pre-recorded mariachi music. Anel, their leader, is just 22, no older than her students. You can tell she's in charge, though. With a long black ponytail stretching all the way down her back, she stands in the front of the room demonstrating the moves, calling out commands. And her son, Adrian, runs giggling between dancers, cheering at the end of each routine. He's cheering for his mom. Anel Alvarez didn't mean to start a dance troupe. She saw Folklorico dance as a way out of a rut, more than a rut. I wanted to go back and kind of find myself again. So I was like, this is the one thing that I enjoy that's going to take me out of maybe like a dark place. I suffered a lot of postpartum depression. And she knew that dancing would help. I started dancing when I was five years old. The dance lessons began at her mother's insistence so that Anel, growing up in the suburbs of Kansas City, would have a connection to her Mexican roots. My mom's from Mexico. She's from Durango. My dad is from El Salvador. I've never been in Mexico. I've never been in El Salvador. I was born and raised here in Kansas City. So for my mom, me being a little kid, she wanted me to always remember where I came from. Early on, Anel had very strict teachers. But by the time she was a teenager, she was doing Folklorico pretty informally with a small group of friends in her backyard. It was just five of like my best friends, and it was more of like a hobby for us, kind of like a passing time, kind of our way of hanging out. Those were the friends she called in 2021, when she had the idea of dancing again. One said yes, and her little sister came along. They worked out, just the three of them, in full traditional garb in Osage Park, on 87th Street, just west of Metcalf. I mean, we used to practice at a park, when it was 85 degrees outside for two to three hours or as long as we could. We would be in our skirts, our boots, you know, trying to stay cool, but it's almost impossible when you're in the blazing sun. It didn't take long for people in the park to start asking questions. 
people started noticing us and they were like well when are you guys performing and we kind of just had a little white lie you know like well you'll see us at first Fridays after saying that enough Anel got to thinking it might be fun to make that first Friday's gig happen for real. She called around and ended up booking an actual show on the sidewalk outside Oyama, a Mexican coffee shop on Southwest Boulevard. The dancers gave their group a name and a Facebook page to get the word out, and then they did it. Three friends just going for it, taking this thing they'd done together for fun since they were kids to the street. Yeah, I remember that day vividly. (laughs) It was so scary. I think... Folklorico is a lot of conditioning, and it's a lot of you need to leave your shyness at the door. I mean, you can't really be shy because I'm a very shy person. (laughs) But once I put my dress on, my shoes, um, my braid, and I'm in full folklorico glam, I'm a whole different person. After the show, the Grupo Folklorico Izcali Facebook page started getting requests to perform and messages from other young Latinas in Kansas City asking how to join. Most of their shows were at churches and elementary schools. But as the group got better and better with intense practices twice a week, Anel had a new vision. Grupo Folklorico Izcali at Arrowhead Stadium. She wanted a halftime show during a Chiefs game. I thought my girls really deserved to be in there, only because I feel like, I mean, we work our butts off. She launched a full-on campaign to make it happen. I reached out to... Everybody. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, the manager of the Chiefs. I also did the survey on their website. And I said, hey, this is not really a survey. I didn't really go to see the Chiefs, but just please, like, just take a look at her picture. At first, she didn't hear anything back. And I was like, well, it was a long shot. It was absolutely a long shot. But then she got a phone call. She was like, this is Anel? I was like, yeah, this is her, (laughs) you know? She's like, hi, I'm, I'm Diane from the Kansas City Chiefs. And I was just like, what? Can you say that one more time? <laughs> like, please tell me one more time who you are. The Chiefs did want Grupo Folklorico Izcali on that football field. I asked her so many questions. I thought I was annoying her, but I'm like, are you, do you promise? Like, <laughs> please. Typically, Anel isn't one to care about perfection. She doesn't like to push people in that way because she doesn't see the point in stressing dancers out about precise angles of hand gestures or ending spins on a dime. I really care about if we're all having fun, if we're all smiling, if if we look like we're having a good time. And usually that's what the crowd wants. It's They don't want to see you, that you're super tired and worrying about if you landed perfectly or not. But in the final week before that halftime show? Before the Chiefs, we practice every single day for about a week. Every single day, hours of practice for a minute and a half song. But I think that's the only performance that I've told the girls we have to be almost perfect. And I was very strong on them. I was very strict on them for that week. But I think, you know, no one left, so (laughs) I don't think they're mad at me. Even with all the rehearsing they were doing, it didn't feel real. We didn't believe it until we were parking at the Arrowhead Stadium. We were being taken into the tunnels and kind of going out into the crowd. When they made their big debut at the September 26th halftime show, 
during a game against the Los Angeles Chargers, not one dancer got left behind. I took every single girl, whether they were with me from the beginning or whether they were with me for two months. I took every single one of them just because I wanted them to all experience what it was like to be, you know, like they say in the big leagues. Anel felt strongly that she and her dancers belonged in this place with this crowd. Until that moment, these second-generation Latinas watched their parents and grandparents carry out traditions. Now they were the ones doing it. And yes, they honored the traditional folklorico style with a major difference. Usually a folklorico group is, you know, with men and women. But since it's a lot harder to get men to join a folklorico group, I have all girls. It just happened. And that's fine because we've proven a lot. A lot of people would come up to me afterwards and say, but you don't have charros, you don't have guys. How'd you do it? I mean, we did it. <laughs> so. In a packed NFL stadium, wearing faldas and botines, the group showed off their culture for people in Kansas City and beyond. The next day we woke up and we were all over the news in other countries and the morning news in Mexico. Anel started renting rehearsal space a few months later, this February. And her girls, as she calls them, are now getting ready for their next big performance on Cinco de Mayo. Anel insists that dancing is still just her hobby. I don't really see it as, you know, this is my part-time job. She says these dancers are her family, and she's still doing it for the same reasons she started a year ago. They all are. This is kind of the time that we take to step away for two hours, away from our issues or our life, and just kind of have fun. But don't worry, Anel is already setting her sights on the next big thing. Do you know who Canelo is? He's a Mexican boxer, and for his entrances, he has a folklorico group perform with him. And I would like to reach out to him and see if, you know, he would like this to, you know, be part of his folklorico group. I think that one for sure is a long shot, and I told the girls, I promise by five years we'll be performing with him. I promise you that, because I promised him the Chiefs, and I did it. <laughs> well, we did it. As for her son? I hope he's proud of me. Proud that I can be his mom and be the best mom that I can be to him, but I can also be my own person. That's it. Thanks for listening to Real Humans by Gina Kaufman. I'm going to keep following this group of young women doing their thing, getting noticed, but mostly because I'm so moved by their friendships and the time they take from their busy lives to dance together. It is awesome to see. Real Humans is produced by Mackenzie Martin with music from Blue Dot Sessions. You should subscribe if you don't already. Just look up Real Humans by Gina Kaufman wherever you get your podcasts. It's based on a column I write for kcur.org. You can check that out every Sunday. Gabe Rosenberg is the editor of that column, and Carlos Moreno takes beautiful pictures for it. kcur.org. Until next week, take it easy, KC. Hey, this is Gabe Rosenberg. I'm the editor of Real Humans by Gina Kaufman. Every week, Gina tells the human story behind local issues that affect all of us. 
but making podcasts like this one takes a lot of work. And we can only do it thanks to support from listeners who donate. So if you enjoy this podcast, help us continue doing this work by making a donation. Even $5 or $10 a month makes such a huge difference. You can donate at kcur.org support. And thank you.